welcome to episode 35 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and today I have three questions. They're about the sky and things that float through it and fly through it. Before we start, I just want to remind you to send in your questions as soon as you can for the Everything Under the Sun book. I've only got space for 40 more questions in the book and I really want every one of you listening to be in it because it's going to be such a lovely book. So maybe stop the podcast right now. Think of a great question you'd like me to answer on the show and in the book and ask an adult to record it for you. You'll just need to borrow a smartphone, open a voice recording app and then email your question recording into me at got a pen? Ready? Molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk That's it. I look forward to hearing your questions. Now, to show you how it's done, let's go to our first question, which comes from Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm nine years old and I live in Oxford. I love dancing and my question is, why is the sky blue? Hi, Sophia. What a great question. Well, sunlight is made up of lots of different colours, which we can see when it rains. And there's a rainbow. The rainbow has red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and violet in it. All the colours that we humans can see inside light. When light moves around, it goes in waves. Some are really short little waves making blue, and some are long waves that make red light. Now, the Earth's atmosphere is a bit like a blanket made up of gases and other things, and it wraps around our planet Earth. When the sunlight from the sun hits this blanket, the light waves go in all directions, especially the short blue ones. Since they get scattered around the most, the sky looks blue. This phenomenon is called Raleigh scattering, and it's named after a man called Lord Raleigh who studied physics. He was the first person to work out that light from the sun gets scattered by this blanket around our Earth and that it makes the sky look blue. He won a Nobel Prize, not for this clever thing that he worked out, but for something else, for discovering a gas which is called argon. Now, some people say the sky isn't actually blue. They say it's violet. Our eyes see the sky as blue, but if you measure it scientifically using something called a spectrophotometer, the most colour in the sky is actually violet. Our eyes are eight times less able to see violet than blue, so we don't really see it as violet. We see the sky as blue. But actually, if you want to be completely scientifically correct, the sky isn't blue, it's violet. At sunrise and sunset, the sky is red, orange and pink. Because at this time, when the sun is low in the sky, its sunlight has to move through more of that blankety atmosphere we talked about around Earth. So even more blue light gets scattered and more red from the sun gets through to us, turning the sky a beautiful red colour. Have you ever wondered where the sky starts? Could it be just above your head? Is it maybe where the birds fly? Or is it where aeroplanes zoom through the air? The sky is pretty much our atmosphere, but we see it from below. The sky goes up for 16 kilometres. If you watch a rocket going into space, you'll see blue sky fades away to black as the rocket disappears out of our atmosphere. I 
I hope that answers your question, Sophia. Now, next up, we have three questions about something that floats across the sky. They're often white and fluffy, but sometimes they're grey and dark. What do you think I'm talking about? Can you guess? Yep, clouds. Here are our cloud questions from Benjamin, Alice and Matilda. I am Benjamin and I am far like hockey tennis and I live in St. Pountain and... My question is, where do clouds come from? Hello, I'm Alice. I'm five years old. I live in Chipping Norton. I like cats and uh, my question is, why do clouds float over the sky? Hi Molly, my name is Matilda and I am six years old and I enjoy playing with my sister. And my question is, how do clouds make rain? Thanks so much, Benjamin, Alice and Matilda, for your great questions about clouds. Well, to answer them all, I have Gavin Pretapini, who is the founder of the Cloud Appreciation Society. He's also written a book all about clouds. He really knows everything about them, so I thought he'd be perfect to answer your questions. Over to Gavin. Hi, Benjamin, Alice and Matilda. I'm Gavin and I run the Cloud Appreciation Society. And I've written a few books about clouds too. Thanks for your great questions. Firstly, where do clouds come from and why do they float over the sky? Well, I've got to explain first what clouds are. They're made up of tiny bits of water. Teeny weeny weeny bits of water. And hundreds and thousands of them. So when you see a white cloud in the sky, it looks like a great big fluffy blob. But actually, if you get up close, it's not one big thing. It's tons and tons of tiny things. And the low clouds are made up of tiny droplets of water. And the high clouds are made up of tiny crystals of ice. So how do they form? Well, the air, just like every breath you breathe out, has water in it. But it's water you can't see. That's water as a gas. Like the wind you feel on your face, the air is a gas. And in it is one of the gases, water. What's amazing about water is it can change really easily from being a gas like that, which you can't see, to being tiny droplets or tiny ice crystals, which you can see. It only needs to cool a bit. So whenever the air cools a bit, there's a possibility of droplets or crystals forming, the possibility of clouds appearing. Why do they float across the sky, Alice? Well, that's because these tiny droplets or tiny ice crystals, they're like little specks of dust. They very easily float in the air. They're not really big bits of water which would fall. Because they're so small, they float in the sky just because they're wafted along in the air like bits of dust you can sometimes see in the room when the sun's shining in. And so whenever there's wind or breeze in the air... All of those droplets get blown along in the wind. And so when you see it from a distance, the whole cloud seems to just roll along in the breeze. Matilda, you asked how clouds make rain. Well, clouds make rain when they grow tall. You can often see a cloud that's growing tall from below because its base starts to look dark and grey. 
And when clouds grow tall, the droplets right up at the top start to freeze because they get cold up there. And as those droplets freeze and turn into tiny ice crystals, those grab on to the water. They take the water from the droplets nearby and they grow and they grow until they're not so tiny after all. In fact, they grow big enough to start to fall. And as they fall, those ice crystals tumbling through the air beneath the cloud, they pass often through warmer air below. And that means they melt again. And as they melt, they fall as raindrops and they land on your head. Itter, patter, itter, patter. Thanks so much, Gavin, for your brilliant answers. I hope that answers your questions, Alice, Benjamin and Matilda. Now, last week, we had a competition to win tickets to do family yoga underneath Museum of the Moon, a huge, beautiful moon at the Natural History Museum in London. Here are our favourite entries. Hi, Molly. My name is Charlie. I live in London and I like playing cricket. And I think the moon smells like Buzz Old and Smelly Socks. I am Benjamin Lopez Barlow and I am four. And I live in some painting, and I love painting, hockey, and um, tennis and football. And the moon smells like milk because it's always white and white. Well, they are both very good ideas. You might imagine the moon could smell like milk, as it's all white and creamy looking from down on Earth. But actually, astronauts who've been up there say the moon smells like gunpowder. Or burnt toast. I thought it could be possible that Buzz Aldrin's socks smell a bit like burnt toast. I mean, you never know. And that's a bit more likely than his socks smelling of milk. So the winner is... Charlie with Buzz's smelly socks. I hope you have a lovely time doing yoga underneath the moon. And don't forget to send me a photo. I remember you sent me a great photo from your trip to Tring Natural History Museum after hearing all about it on the podcast of you and some gorillas and your baby brother. Thanks so much for that picture. Have a lovely time doing yoga. And Benjamin, I hope you're enjoying your copy of Natural Wonders of the World, which you won on the podcast. And now it's time for our last question, which comes from Ned. He would like to know something about a creature that flies through the sky. What could it be? It's about birds. Hi, Molly. My name is Ned and I'm six years old. I live in Battersea and I love cricket. My question is, why is bird poo white? Thanks for your great question, Ned. I guess you've all got into a car and found that the windscreen is all covered in white bird poo if you've accidentally parked under a tree. You might have seen bird poo splattered on the road, or maybe you've been pooped on yourself by a bird. But why is it white? Well, birds don't wee like mammals do. They don't produce urine, which is the proper name for our wee or pee. Urine, U-R-I-N-E. Bird urine is called uric acid, and it's white. Birds get rid of the uric acid, like we get rid of wee, and also the waste from their digestion like we get rid of poo at the same time. So they wee and poo at the same time. 
It all gets mixed together through a hole just underneath their tails after going through something called the cloaca, which you spell C-L-O-A-C-A, which we talked about on the podcast quite a few episodes ago when we learned about how birds lay eggs, because they also lay their eggs through the cloaca. That's why you'll see bits of poo inside the white. It's not actually bird poo that's white, it's the uric acid, which is pretty much like bird wee, and it has blobs of bird poo inside it. Now, sometimes a bird poo will be a different colour if it's eaten something brightly coloured, like an elderberry. Just like if you eat something like beetroot, your pee and poo might go bright red. Did you know that bird poo used to be very valuable as it was used as a fertiliser? It had a special name called guano, which you spell G-U-A-N-O. Basically, it was bird poo. It was just very valuable. The best bird poo came from seabirds. It's the most nutritious of all bird poo because seabirds eat a lot of fish. The best guano came from Peru, where the birds eat anchovies. At one time, selling bird poo gave the country of Peru, where Paddington Bear is from, 75% of its income. In fact, America made a law in 1856 saying that they could take any island for themselves that had lots of guano on it, as long as no one else already owned it or lived there. That's how important bird poo was to America, because they used it to grow great food crops. It's like using amazing compost. By the way, birds most like to poo on red cars, then they like blue and black cars. Apparently, the least favourite colour for a bird to poo on is green. So be careful about parking under a tree if you have a red car. I hope that answers your question, Ned. If you have a question you would like answered on the show or in the Everything Under the Sun book, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it using their phone and ask them to send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. I do have a website for the show, which you can go to, which is everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And there you'll find out everything you need to know about how to send in a question. Please hurry up if you want to be in the book, as I'm running out of space. Right, that's it for this week. Huge thank you to Gavin Pretapinny for telling us all about clouds. Do have a look at his Cloud Appreciation Society to find out more. To the Natural History Museum in London for tickets to family yoga at the moon. And of course, Sophia, Ned, Benjamin, Matilda and Alice for this week's lovely questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. If you like the show, please do rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends to do the same and tell them all to send in questions too. I hope you have a great week and do some cloud spotting under blue skies. But watch out for bird poo. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.